This is the Care to Change podcast, where we discuss practical solutions for positive change. We're glad you've chosen to join us. Today, you'll be listening to a conversation with our director, April Bordeaux, as she is joined by me, Deborah Kolchar, the executive assistant at Care to Change. We'll be discussing the topic of boundaries as a part of our Real Talk with Church Leader Wives series. As always, we hope these podcasts continue to foster practical solutions for positive change. I'm April Bordeaux. Welcome again to our Care to Change podcast. We are so glad that you have joined us today. We are in the middle of a series for church leader women. Um, It's called Real Talk with Church Leader Wives. And I am so glad because today we have a very, very special guest, Deb Kolchar, who is our administrator here at Care to Change. Deb, thank you for joining us today. Thanks. I am so glad that you're here. I want to remind everybody, you know, we're doing this podcast series because we want to give you something um, to really think about and to share with friends and family sort of in between sessions, or if you're just interested in a topic, we are not podcasters, we're not bloggers, we're not famous public speakers, we're just people who have real life experiences, wanting to share with you what we've learned. And so Deb is graciously uh, agreed to come here today. Unlike some of our other guests who have been our therapist on our team, Deb is Care to Change's administrator. And so what does that mean? Um, For one thing, you might recognize her voice on the intro to the podcast. That's Deb. And we did that intentionally because um, Deb is often the first voice that you hear when you call Care to Change. And so we want her voice to be a voice that's familiar to you. So if you've called and said, hey, I need to schedule an appointment with someone, Deb is almost always, at least during the day, the person that answers that phone to walk you through that process. So Deb, thank you uh, so much. I want to just begin just because we don't often give you an opportunity to share a little bit about yourself. You're busy at the front desk helping people. Um, Would you share a little bit about you and kind of what brought you to Care to Change? Sure. Um, well, what brought me to Care to Change was after many years of being an at-home mom and working some small part-time jobs, I was ready for something new. Um, I was looking for an administrative position. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted um, I wanted strong leadership. I wanted um, a supervisor who was kind and patient. I wanted a godly environment. And I wanted a place where I could really grow my administrative skills. Mm-hmm. And um, Care to Change has met all of those needs and more for me here. I, did, I didn't pay her to say that. <laughs> that's, that's nice. Um, so, yeah. So um, I am the administrator. I do all the scheduling. Um, I greet the clients. I check the clients out. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody who's been in, in administration knows that it's a job of a bil- billion details. Mm-hmm. And so I... You know, I couldn't begin to list every little thing that I do, but those are the, that's the main thing that I'm in charge of. Right. Um, a little bit about me is um, I am married to my husband, Dave, um, and actually it'll be 40 years this weekend. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Um, we um, have four grown children and um, three grandsons, little grandsons, and then our first granddaughter is due in November. So that's pretty exciting. Um When we first got married, Dave and I did youth ministry for five years, and then he went to seminary and was ordained. Um, Dave is an Anglican priest, 
And so I have been a pastor's wife for 31 years. Um, in We've served in four different parishes in three different states. Wow. So when we have this topic about church leaders' wives, um, we have over 30 years you have been a church leader's wife. And so... Um, you have a very practical experience in the matter. Uh, and so I'm so glad that you're here. And I won't ask you anything that's embarrassing or too personal. But for the sake of the viewers, our topic today is boundaries and supporting the church. And I think um, for the listeners, if they're listening to this topic, if they tuned in because they want to hear this topic, it's because they know leading a church of people um, is hard work. Um, and, um, we're talking about messy work because it's human lives all coming together. Um, but it's kingdom work. So your focus is really on eternity. And so it's really easy when you have kingdom work and you're in ministry for it because it doesn't end. So it's not just what happens on a Sunday morning or a Saturday night or whenever it is that congregations come together. It's everything that happens in between. And so it just is work that doesn't end. The kingdom never stops. The kingdom work never stops. And so setting boundaries, especially as uh, in a supporting role like you have been in, mm -hmm. it might be something, boundaries in general are difficult, especially for women, right? Mm -hmm. um, being a mom, you have four children, being in kingdom work, your husband, I mean, there was all kinds of opportunity for boundaries to get blurred, for there to be no boundaries. Again, as women, we we struggle with setting appropriate boundaries anyway. Uh, we have a women's series that we have have produced that's out there that one is specifically about boundaries. And we talked about how um, a lack of boundaries or generosity without boundaries is a breeding ground for resentment. So as a church leader's wife, without having boundaries, it'd be really easy to become resentful of the work your husband sure. does. I mean, this is just real life, real talk, right? Mm -hmm. And so can you talk a little bit about, from your perspective, being a church leader's wife in this supporting role, also having children, you you weren't in ministry a little bit of time. You've been in ministry a long time. Um, where have you seen boundaries get difficult to keep? And what are some tips to really like, okay, this is when I know I need to set my boundaries or reset my boundaries, or maybe not you, but you've seen sure. other women because in 31 years you've worked with other yes. church leader wives. So talk yeah. a little bit about that. Sure. Um, well, um, I have been really blessed. Um, I have a husband who really supports me. He's very good about protecting our family time. And, um, and the congregations that we have served have been really, um, treated me well and, um, it's, they've just been, we've just been really blessed to have great experiences. And I know that that's not every pastor's wife's experience. Um, I think that when I first went into ministry, and of course we're talking a long time ago, um, there, was, there were some expectations of pastor's wives, um, sort of the, well, they're gonna, be, they're gonna be part of the women's ministry and they're gonna teach Sunday school and mm -hmm. um, you and your family will be at every event the church hosts and mm -hmm. um, all of those kind of expectations. I do think that over time, the pastor's wife expectations have lessened because so many more women are in the workforce and mm -hmm. busy lives and all of that. Um, the other expectation is the expectation about the pastor's kids. 
And um, I feel like they're often held at a little bit higher standard than anybody else's kids. And that's hard, that's hard as the parent, and it's also hard on the kids. Mm -hmm. um, and that, I don't see that changing as much mm -hmm. as I do see the expectation for pastors' wives has gotten um, better. So a couple of the things that I sort of have learned over the years that have helped me in terms of setting boundaries. Um, the first one, and this is one that's really hard, and it's one that I'm still working on, but um, as a pastor's wife, we really need to try not to let ourselves become triangulated between people in the congregation and your spouse. Um, and that can be as innocuous as somebody just saying, after church on Sunday, they come up to you and they say, oh, hey, Deb, could you just let Dave know that um, I'm not going to be able to meet, be at the parish committee meeting this Thursday night? Mm -hmm. Well, or it could be something even deeper. It could be something like, well, Deb, you know, um, there's quite a few people who are upset with Dave about the decision mm -hmm. he made to much mm -hmm. whatever. Um, you become the buffer. Yeah, and that's not—it's not healthy. First mm -hmm. of all, it isn't fair to me. Um, and so, I have found that that is the one thing that I see crop up over and over again. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think it's really important that you learn how to nip that in the bud. Um, I try to always put it back on myself, and I say something like, um, "You know, I—I I really need you to either." text or email Dave that information mm -hmm. or, or call him at the office when there's office hours. I just, my memory isn't that great. And mm -hmm. I would just feel terrible if I forgot to tell him something that mm -hmm. was really important to you. Mm -hmm. So I need you to mm -hmm. let him know that mm -hmm. um, and take it, take it off of my plate. Take it off of your plate completely. So did, did someone tell you to do that or did you learn that over time or because, okay, you had to practice that, right? <laughs> right. Well, and like I said, I'm still not wondrous at it, yeah. but um, it's, it, you learn that the hard way. So as a, as a church leader's wife in setting boundaries, one is to not get in the middle between the, the person and the leader, to not put yourself in a position. That must be hard. Right. Um, because I'm sure people have all kinds of messages to give to the pastor. Well, and frankly, it wouldn't be that big a deal for me to tell him, mm -hmm. oh, by the way, Susie's not going to be at the parish committee. Mm -hmm. But that's not my job, not right. my responsibility. Right. And what happens if I forget? Right. Or if it's something more important that I forget to tell him? Right. That's a great boundary because the reality is that depending on the size of the congregation. Yeah you know, that the more people telling you that on a Sunday morning, you're not carrying a notebook around making notes <laughs> right. of everything you're supposed to be telling him. Right. So when it comes to expectations, I heard you say, be at all the events, raise your children to behave perfectly, you know, as they're sitting in the pews or whatever it is. How did you set a boundary with that? I mean, we just, we just did the best that we could. Mm -hmm. And, uh, our oldest daughter had a really hard time with being a pastor's kid. Mm -hmm. And um, we had a lot of battles over that. Um, but what we kept telling them was, we are going to have these boundaries in our house, whether your dad's a pastor or he's not a pastor. Good. That's good. It's because we're Christians and this is what we believe mm -hmm. is the way that we're supposed to behave. Mm -hmm. And so just trying to reinforce that it didn't have anything to do with dad being a pastor 
It was about being a, a believer, a follower of Christ. So the accountability piece wasn't to the church, it was to God. Right. So right. when it, what I'm hearing for the people that are listening or watching is um, setting the boundary isn't necessarily setting the boundary for the church's sake. It's for what God has called you to. So right. in your home, it was, no, this isn't about the church. This is about we're representing God and we're trying to raise you in this way. Right. Um, and, and that's what this is about. So that sort of takes some pressure off because it's not about what all these people in the congregation might think. It's between you and God. Right, because there's no way that we can live up to everybody's expectation in the congregation. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't going to happen. It, it, wouldn't it be nice for people, you know, if we had an entire congregation listening and we could just say, remove the expectation of what the kids are supposed to act like because we're all still parents, right? Yeah. We're just still parents doing the best, like you said, doing the best we can. It's not going to, it's not going to be, you know, our kids are going to fail. You know, they're going right. to fall Absolutely. because that's part of parenting and teaching our kids and yep. so um i can appreciate that i think another good point that another pastor's wife pointed out to me is that um a lot of times as a pastor's wife we put unrealistic expectations on ourselves mm -hmm. about how our children should behave mm -hmm. or even how we should behave mm -hmm. yeah. because we don't want it to look bad right right so i thought you were going to go and you didn't go there so i want to ask you about this when you say we put expectation on ourselves so as a, as a, cause we're talking women to women right now, mm -hmm. um, you're a church leader's wife. There are other church leaders, wives listening. There has to be an element of expectations on yourself. You as a woman in this role, and there's this preconceived notion of what a pastor's wife is supposed to look like. Like you said, it used to be, you're the one singing Yep. And then you lead the women's study and then you, yep. and that works for some homes. Um, but what we know is there's an element of exhaustion in that because there's not a, a, and this is why we're talking about boundaries. There's not a break between life outside of the church and life in the home. And then where do you get your friendships? Are your friendships people in the church who are also, you wouldn't, don't want to call this, but let's face it, consumers mm -hmm. of whatever it is the church is offering. And so where do you draw this line of, okay, this is me, Deb, as a person um, versus me, Deb, leading in this role and being this thing to the church. And by the way, all my friends are in this church too. So if the church gets mad, I'm going to lose all my friends. Like, how do you distinguish all of these different roles? Right. I'm really glad you brought that up because um, there's two things um, that I, that again, that I've sort of learned over the years. Um, the first one has is in terms of setting boundaries for myself, having realistic expectations of myself. Um, somebody told me a long time ago that um, I should um, set a goal to be involved in two ministries. One ministry that ministers to me and one ministry where I'm ministering to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And and to just to, to limit myself to those two things. Mm -hmm. Now, there have been seasons in my life where I've been able to do more than that. There's been mm -hmm. seasons in my life where I couldn't even do two. Can you but give I, an example of what what that would what would be a ministry you get ministered to and uh, for be? example, um, being in a part of a Bible study where I'm going and growing in God's Word, not leading it, just being just part, going. Okay. just being part of it. Mm -hmm. That ministers to me, to my heart, mm -hmm. and then being involved in something where um, part of the music ministry team or okay. something like that, where I'm uh, ministering to other people. Okay. So I thought that was great advice. Yeah, 
um, for how to try to help me set boundaries and have realistic expectations. The other thing um, you just mentioned about friends, um, this was something that Dave and I learned um, just sort of by accident, but I feel like it's a really healthy thing. And that is that we've always tried to have one or two couples that we um, have nurtured a relationship with that are not members of our church. And um, we found that that's just so healthy and so helpful Mm-hmm. because um, when you're with them, it allows it allows us to just kind of breathe. We're not on, we're mm-hmm. not leading, yeah. we're mm-hmm. not performing, we're yes. just us. And um, we are able to talk about the things that are hard, the things that are um, bothering us, that we're struggling with. And um, although we would never name names or anything like that, we know that these people, they don't know who the people mm-hmm. in the church are. So there's no personal investment right. on their part. They can just be, just love us for who we are and they can be um, unbiased mm-hmm. and um, offer um, whatever help that they, they might be able to see in the situations. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing too is um, for us, one, one of the couples that we were really good friends with was another clergy couple. Mm-hmm. But they were in another denomination, mm-hmm. and that that was great because yes. they understood right. the clergy life. Mm-hmm. But again, they weren't, you know, they weren't invested in the same people that we were, or you mm-hmm. know, um, running in those same circles. Yeah. So um, I felt like having those friends outside of our church, and we had great friends in the church. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you don't right right have those relationships too. But um, I think for clergy families, it's really good. Mm-hmm. to go somewhere outside. That's so good. The congregation. And, and what about you, you know, as a woman in this role, um, having friends is great that are outside. I love that. That's solid. That's solid counsel. What about you as a woman? Because your friends did, did the cup, the two couples that you were friends with that weren't a part of your, your group were the the wives in there also your so when you had a girls night those were your girls yes okay yes mm-hmm. but i i do think that it's good to have a couple mm-hmm. that the two the four of you can be close mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and it just so happened that those two women were very close friends of mine okay um but i also had other female friends who were not members of our congregation nice um too but those would have been my go-to Mm-hmm. Go to buddies. So what I hear, you know, an overview. This is good note taking. Um, n- number one, to um, release yourself, give yourself permission to to not try to live up to the outside expectations that people put on you as a as a couple, as a parent, you know, as a mom. Um, to um, I heard you say, um, you know two ministries one that ministers to you and one that you're ministering to others so setting a boundary on the number of ministries you're even involved in so solid um to engage in friendships outside of the congregation so that it's it is a separate you're able to have honest discussions um and to also have women in your lives that in your life that would um be outside of church that mm-hmm. can um be a sounding board but you, that you mm-hmm. have a friendship with that's all so solid um and then the other that you said earlier was 
um, to remember that it's accountability to God in what God has called you to versus what the church expects of you. Right. So our number one expectation or our number one would be to, to know we're accountable to God versus the expectations of the church. Um, so there'll be times to know that we'll disappoint the church in that. Yep. So solid. Um, Deb, thank you for Mm -hmm. that. Um, this is really good information. Do you have a resource, something that you would say if someone is, yes, they're probably taking notes. I know if I were a, uh, my husband's been an elder in a church, so I wish I would have had this advice (laughs) prior to that experience. That would have been helpful. Um, but now I know. And so if there are women out there or church leaders out there saying, this is good information, what resource has helped you that you'd like to share Mm -hmm. uh, for others? Well, um, I, it's a little bit embarrassing in that I read voraciously, Mm -hmm. but I haven't, I don't know that I've ever read anything that's specific to clergy wives or clergy families. Um, I did, I did bring one book today that, um, I really liked and it was, I think it's a really good resource Mm -hmm. and it's called Parenting in the Pew. Okay. And, um, it's, um, a challenge, a challenge to helping our, teach our children how to worship. And, um, probably the catchphrase of the book is, are you, um, are you sitting with your kids in church or are you sitting with your kids in worship and Mm. the difference? And so I think this book is is just really helpful um, in that way. And I used it a lot with our kids, um, raising them up. Are you sitting with your kids at church or are you sitting with your kids in worship? That's golden right there. That's yep. golden. That's good, Deb. Um, thank you sure. for sharing that. Um, for those of you listening, we really appreciate um, you joining us today, Deb, thank you for coming today. Thanks for having me. Um, this is such a pleasure to talk about, to have this real talk with church leaders, especially church leader wives. And we hope that you'll join us for the other, um, other podcasts that we have in this series. If this has really opened up a lot for you and you say, wow, I haven't done anything on this list, or I don't even know where to begin to set boundaries as a pastor's wife or I just, I'm really struggling um, in in what this means for our family. I really want to encourage you to reach out to us. Um, we have counselors on our team that are part of church leadership. They definitely understand uh, what it is like. And so I want to encourage you to call us, text us, email us on the care line. Uh, we'll put the, um, the resource that Deb mentioned in the notes section so that you know you can look for that. But we're here for you. It's why we're here. And please let us know. And we hope that you'll join us again. You've been listening to the Care to Change podcast, where we discuss practical solutions for positive change. Don't forget to view the show notes for resources mentioned in the conversation. Please reach out to us through the care line at 317-979-7133 or at help at caretochange.org. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube as well. Thanks for listening, and we hope to continue to foster practical solutions for positive change.